everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR Radio's Xbox podcast. Even in audio form, we have to throw up the X. Yes, because we're about to throw it down. I am your host, Eddie V, and yes, everybody, it's another solo adventure this week. Uh, but I got some great news for you guys. Uh, great Arsenal exchange for you guys also. And I'm um, going to jump into uh, what's been in my Arsenal. Because it's kind of exciting of the stuff that I've been playing. So if you guys have watched yesterday for Nintendo Power Block or the games that I played on Switch. Um, you guys can check that out. Um, for PlayStation, play Spider-Man. Um, some more with Corey, so you guys could check out our pod and play and really listen to our conversation for the episode. We might have made some mistakes while playing that game, but we really had an interesting conversation um, about Insomniac comics and uh, kind of like what we see the future of Sony. And you guys really should check it out. It was a really great discussion. I um, also got to play some Assassin's Creed and had a discussion with him with that. And um borderlands we ended up playing that together and had some fun um i helped them level up and it was really good to just go in there play that game and have a discussion so those are some episodes that you guys could check out for pod and play um but and if you guys haven't checked out our season four of pod and play we hope you guys are checking it out um i do apologize for not posting more about that um, because there are some really great episodes and really great discussions that we have had throughout the series. And you all guys can also check it out on Nurse Gone Rogue YouTube page. Um, just type in Pod and Play and check out our past seasons and everything. And and also check out Nandy Showcase uh, Season 1 and Season 2 on Nintendo Power Block. Um, that you guys will pretty, pretty much enjoy there. Um, but I have been getting two days gone. Um, I'm going to be making a little bit more progress. Uh, I picked it up Friday and I played some of it. Um, kind of at the point where uh, it's the E3 demo, but I'm going to be playing some more later on to it uh, and getting some thoughts there. Um, the shooting feels good. It really, it really does. Ben Studio did a fantastic job with the shooting. Um, I'm not liking the motorcycle in a sense, and maybe I probably have to upgrade it. I think when I was driving it, it was kind of just, it's like a normal car game to me where it's just start going left and right, and you're trying to balance, you know, balance it out. Um, I think I got to play more about, you know, more with that game. Um, but I can't wait to, like, do side missions. I can't wait to, you know, find resources and craft and just do a lot more in that game. I know it came out, people are having discussions about it. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see the reviews and how people are responding to those reviews. Um, for Xbox, though, uh, I've been playing Sekiro, uh, Shadow Style twice, and I really enjoy this game. Um, it's, it feels like Neo to me and it definitely feels easier. Um, I like the fact that it's faster than Bloodborne in a sense and it, it's faster where it just, and it may be the color and the animation and the movies, you know, kind of being swift. Um, like the speed, it just feels balanced for some reason. I know it's going to get a little bit difficult and I got to parry and watch size and stuff and be patient with the game, but it's, 
it's a big investment, a vast improvement in Bloodborne. And I think the the thing with Bloodborne, and not to offend that game or anybody who plays it, who loves that, I think the thing with me with Bloodborne is that it looks drab and it feels slow. Um, it doesn't feel action-packed. Um, and I kind of, like I told Jesse, um, I kind of got to remember that I can't play these games like an action-style game where it's fast combos and I could jump around and dodge and stuff. I can't do that. I have to be patient with this game and give it time. But I'm definitely enjoying Sekiro um, and going to be jumping into some more of Hellblade, Suena Sacrifice. Um, going to be getting ready for that discussion for um, later on. And uh, that's just just ninja theory just making that game is is really good and i'm really happy for them to produce that um i do want to give heads up though everybody i will be getting more into the nx challenge um be working on some games between xbox and um nintendo on switch and stuff um i'm going to be doing a lot of nes games too uh for the nes online because there are some games that i haven't played on there and i haven't beat and there's some japanese games that's on there that i have never touched and i kind of can't wait to get my hands on them and touch them but that's kind of been in what's been in my arsenal um i think i'm going to be jumping in also back into neo and jumping back also into spider-man i know doing a lot of jumping around and stuff isn't good for me in a sense um but i have such a big backlog on all three platforms too i still have a backlog on wii and playstation 3 (laughs) that i need to get through and stuff and but you know that's the stuff that i'm playing i got my nx games all lined up and ready um because once i finish hellblade uh that'll count as a point uh for the yoshi coins and i'll have that discussion later on uh for another podcast but um uh, pretty much that's what i've been playing and stuff um i think i i'm probably gonna end up um playing some more sony games because i've been watching the last guardian and i kind of been wanting to jump into that and i made a step statement about the last guardian that i feel like that's sony's super metroid that's kind of weird in a sense but i think there are games even on xbox that it just feels like no one else can do it you know no one else can make this historic or this game there's not saying there's imitators or anything but you know that vision that creativity can only come for this team and for that mind and i'm still trying to figure out what is that xbox game um so if you got but if you guys want to let me know what what you think is microsoft's uh super metroid you know some people might say it's halo halo 2 halo 3 some might say it's the forza series uh quantum break or in the blind forest cuphead gears of war you know it, it's going to be a lot of first party games party that party comes to mind that says what is the super metroid not it not so much as it was created to be a super metroid game but it just feels like something that only these developers can make and bring out and can like it's a classic it's an all-time lesson learned and nothing else could touch and stuff so you guys can eat me at arsenal x podcast at gmail.com and, and type in for the theme um microsoft super metroid um i would love to hear your guys responses with that 
So, um, like I said, that's all. That's what's been in my arsenal and everything. Uh, just to give you guys a head up, Jesse and Corey weren't able to make the show, of course. Um, uh, they have been very busy, and uh, they really need their rest. So, um, I, you know, as team leader, I decided to go ahead and do the solo uh audio version for this week for you guys um because they they really do work hard you know when you're raising a family and you're working and you know the little time that you have to do some hobbies kind of be like i want to get to it but i need to catch up my rest you kind of want to give everybody uh that break you know you got to make sure that you're in the right mental state and that you feeling physically up to it so um Corey and jesse is taking a rest um they do so much for ngr and arsenal x and power block and you know they give it their all and sometimes it could be draining <laughs> sorry about that right it could be draining uh i give it my all and everything and continue to push for more um so uh that's why they're not on this episode but send them some love and everything and hopefully when they come back on the show we'll be able to have a three-man team give you guys a great episode laugh give you some in-depth um conversations and discussions and as we prepare for e3 we're going to be looking at the companies on what they could be bringing to e3 so hopefully in the month of may we have our it's going to be a prediction shows for a lot of the discussions um but we we're just gonna go like really out the box to think where some of these first party uh developers can bring to us and who else could be acquired for microsoft um for their next uh generation of consoles so it's gonna be very very interesting and hopefully that you guys will enjoy the content that um we provide to you so with that everybody we're gonna move into the next section which is Arsenal news. So now um, let's get into our Arsenal news. And the first one, and these stories also come from Game Informer. So we're going to jump into the first one. Shadow of the Tomb Raider's final DLC is available now. Um, the final DLC adventure for Shadow of the Tomb Raider is available today on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Lover's Last Dive into DLC features a quest through old tunnels and a new challenge tomb. This chapter is exclusive to the season patch, which also provides players with a new outfit and a new bow alongside the rollout of the path home. So if you guys want to check it out, we made Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, Microsoft, or I should say Arsenal X's Game of the Year for 2018. Um, I do say go play this game. It really is a great game. Um, hopefully I'm going to be picking up the DLC soon and give all the DLC a try. Um, I really want to jump back into that game and like uh 100% it like get all the achievements um i funny enough i played a little bit of the fir- definitive edition the first one uh on xbox and on ps4 because i owned it there it was like five dollars cheap and uh i own rise also on ps4 so i'm waiting for shadow of the tomb raider to become cheap on ps4 and i guess i'll get it there digitally um but i really enjoyed the series and i kind of wanted to jump back into all three games and play them back to back to back and kind of do something like something like a retrospective but like a discussion on why this reboot tomb Tomb raider series was needed 
you know, kind of, kind of like experience it all over again and stuff. Um, and probably do some things that I miss. Like I may try to a hundred percent all three games. Um, try to do everything in definitive and try to do everything uh, for the first game and do everything also in rise. Um, I know I have the 20th anniversary for PS4 and I think that's the collection that has everything for it. So I'll be trying to work on that in the future. Um, but yeah, if you guys have it, like I said, you guys can pick it up. It is available. Um, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be picking it up and I cannot wait. Moving on to the next story though. Square Enix will be holding its E3 presentation on June 10th. Square Enix has announced that they'll be holding their annual E3 conference once again this year, holding on to a new Monday spot tightly as companies like EA and Sony eschew their normal press conferences or even their presence entirely from the gaming industry's yearly event. The question you and many people might be asking here is, what do they have to show this year? Last year's Square Enix presentation was a bit surreal. Despite the incoming release of Kingdom Hearts 3, which also got trailers at Microsoft and Sony conferences that year, the Japanese publisher's show felt a bit muted and confused. A surprising amount of time was given to The Quiet Man, a critical bomb, and their Platinum Games collaboration titled Babylon Fall had almost nothing to show beyond concept art and a title. This year could theoretically be different. With Kingdom Hearts 3 out of the way, Square Enix is free to talk about their other big games. It has been some time since the Final Fantasy VII Remake has been shown, having been removed from the original developer, CyberConnect 2, and brought internally. It's possible that it's time to put that game back in the company's spotlight. It's been two years since the release of Nier Automata, meaning that another Yoko Taro project could be in the works. There's a lot of options on the table. Of course, the most obvious one is Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics Avengers game, which was announced a few years ago but has yet to be shown. With the world going crazy for the release of Avengers and game this week, Square Enix could finally be ready to show what they've been working on for so long. Uh, we'll find out for sure on June 10th at 6 p.m. And I might be working that day, but I am going to be uh, checking it out when I get home. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll have that discussion on Arsenal X that week for E3. Um, I know for sure that they have that Nintendo Switch game, uh, Okinawa or something, or, or Kini. Um, I'm sorry for everybody that I, if I got the name wrong. Um, but they have that that game coming to switch that's a leading thing of course we have dragon quest um 11 also coming to switch that definitive edition um and so maybe they could be bringing that to xbox i i kind of would dig a definitive dragon uh dragon warrior game on xbox and i think square enix needs to put some more rpgs on xbox and yeah we do have final fantasy 7 uh 15 we do have uh you know the two races like i mentioned in last um last news article um and you know we do have kingdom hearts 3 but i like the dragon quest series now that it's not exclusive to nintendo because uh, Nintendo did have an exclusive for three of their games on the uh, 3DS. Um, you know, with the, with Square Enix and Microsoft kind of working together, because, you know, last year, Phil Harrison was just like, he wants to, I mean, not Phil, Phil Harrison, Phil Spencer was just like, he wants to work more with Japanese developers. I would love to see that definitive version, or just Dragon Quest XI to come to Xbox. 
um, maybe that, maybe that Switch version is time exclusive, and maybe sometime down the line it can come to Xbox. Um, I, I just wish that Square Enix would put more of their RPGs on it, like the Last Remnant remastered or um, a Final Fantasy. Well, of course we're getting the Final Fantasy collections on uh, on Xbox also, but. I would love to see more support for Square Enix on Xbox. Um, of course, I think we, we we will get some dates of the first episode for Final Fantasy VII. Um, I also think we will be getting that Avengers game coming soon for it. Um, I, I, pri- I, I have a feeling that we may get some ports of... Um, some of past games for Xbox for uh, Square Enix. Um, we might get some DLC for Near Automata. Who knows that that could also happen. Um, but you know, I think they hopefully Square Enix really brings some games to Xbox, some really like supported games. Um, maybe maybe we will see uh, like Lost Fear. Um, because Lost Fear didn't come to Xbox. Um, maybe we will get that or Iron Set sooner. Like, we should be getting some of their games. Maybe, just maybe, Bravely Default could come to Xbox. As crazy as it seems, that could come. You know, they're, they're putting Octopath Traveler on PC. Maybe that could come also to Xbox, Windows 10. Who knows? Um, I would I would definitely love to see something, and maybe some of the titles can come to Game Pass. Uh, that would actually be awesome. Um, I kind of would love to see Ironheiser, uh, come to Xbox. It was one of uh Square Enix, um, or Square Soft, I think at that time. Um, shoot 'em up games. Um, it was very difficult, but I would kind of love to see that be on the platform so we will see like i said uh june 10th at 6 p.m um that's a monday um i believe that would be if you guys are listening to it um my time in illinois would be 8 p.m um and then Corey's times i believe will be in 9 p.m um but hopefully depending on how work goes i really want to see this and i really can't wait i don't know how long it's going to be um but i expect maybe 10 games that they show you know they have (coughs) sorry about that they have a lot they they can show and they can bring in some stuff that they can hint at um babylon's fall we might actually get uh some more gameplay and the story behind that and oh you you know also, I kind of, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is also going to get some more content, and hopefully that comes to Xbox also. I really want to, I really hope that they also talk about some soundtracks. I kind of would like to see some music being being uh, available um, that you could buy and that you could uh, like maybe albums or something that you could buy for, from through Xbox. I would love to have soundtracks to be sold through Xbox Live. I think that would be cool. Square Enix could could do that. You know, play them in groove on the system and like and just and just enjoy the music and stuff. So we will see June tenth. 
um, at 6 p.m. Hopefully, you guys are tuning in. And also, let me know what snacks you guys are going to have. I, I talk about food a lot. I'm sorry, and I apologize to everybody. But I, I want to know what snacks are you guys going to be eating for E3. Um, it's just, it's very interesting to have that uh, discussion about what you're going to eat during each press conference and everything. Um, and uh, it's going to be fun. I would just say that. Uh, moving on, uh, Call of Duty partners have played this year's game. There's a number of certainty, certainties in the world where the sun rises, tactics, etc. A yearly Call of Duty is also on that list. We first heard mention of 2019's Call of Duty title in February when it was brought up on a quarterly earnings call with Activision. The only news we have had on it came from the same mention that this year's game will have a campaign. It is also still the only news we have on it, except that it is apparently in a uh, showable state. As as it appears, Call of Duty partners are seeing the game this week. Um, for people, uh, this is kind of an old story, but this is like reported on the 23rd. Call of Duty partners are basically influencers, athletes, streamers, etc. that like Call of Duty. So Activision lets them come to the events and see the game early. In exchange, they build hype by talking about it on social media in front of the Call of Duty logo, as you see here. It's all part of the fascination cycle we have with people talking about unannounced video games. All that said, hey... This means the game will probably be announced soon. We're actually a little behind schedule. Black Ops 4 was announced on March 8 last year with video people carving out the logo from steel. At the time, Activision said more details would come on May 17, the community reveal day. So maybe this time, they just decided that the two-month waiting period between announcement and reveal was silly. I hope the campaign is good. So, um, it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I think we all knew what was coming with the Call of Duty. Um, just saying that it was a Call of Duty game with a campaign uh, coming. Um, when it'll be released, I, I'm assuming October, probably the same date. Uh, how much it's going to sell? Now, that depends. I think it's going to sell big. Uh, but with... Um, that conference call and announcing that 800 people lost their jobs for Activision and people responding the way that they respond. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know what people are going to take from this game. Um, I don't know like where they're going to go with it. Um, if it's going to be a follow up to advanced warfare, uh, if it's going to be another modern warfare, um, if it's going to be uh, going back to the World War uh, World War uh, series, like this may be actually something new, or maybe they might just call it Call of Duty. That uh, like I really don't know. Um, I know uh, Jesse is is uh, he's big on the Call of Duty series. Um, he loves the multiplayer. He's very great at it. Um, their uh battle royale mode is 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 phenomenal they did a great job with that um and it, this year's call of duty black ops 4 really sold well um but we shall see what that campaign will be um we and the reason why i put it in the story is that call of duty still is a big major franchise it's still big on xbox and a little bit on ps4 um but when people think about call of duty they think about xbox so it's going to be interesting to see what they um, bring. 
I will say this that you know I talked about that I played Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that campaign. I, that campaign was really, really good and really fun to play. I it took me a while to get into it, but I stuck with it and I just enjoyed everything about it. Um, I I, I want to see what this one is going to bring. I'm not going to get it at the time of release. I can say that, um, but. I will say that I'm intrigued to see how it's going to look, how it's going to play, and um, we shall see. Are they doing a new engine? Who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see about it. So I'm going to get into the final um, story. Anthem fixes major problems, delays everything else. I'm not sure if it has been a bumpy road for Anthem or no road at all. It seems like it crested the hill it needed to crest and then just sort of stalled after that. Bioware has promised to fix the major complaints about their multiplayer shooter as soon as possible and, at least as far as today's update goes, some of that is true. The 1.1.0 patch released uh, makes some much needed quality of light changes to the game, namely having to do with how often you need to go back to Fort Terraces or the launch bay. You can now select contracts from the mission board without needing to physically be in front of the mission board. And you can also choose a new mission right from the end of the mission you just finished. Perhaps most crucially, you now possess the ability to assess the forge during missions, strongholds, and free play. So that's all good. Unfortunately, it looks like the roadmap for the future is going to take a little while longer in the meantime. On the game's subreddit, Bioware's head of live services, Chad Robertson, and Anthem's lead producer, Ben Irving, wrote that a detour is being taken at the moment. While we have delivered many of the Act 1 features on time, we are not going to hit all the goals of our Act 1 calendar, the two said in the subreddit post. We have been prioritizing things like bug fixes, uh, stability and game flow over the new features of Act 1. We set aside time for this work, but the reality is there is there are more things to fix and approve that we plan for. While this is the best thing to do for the game, it means some items from the calendar will be delayed. That list of which will be delayed includes a few free play events, the second phrase of legendary missions, guilds, the weekly stronghold challenge, leaderboards, the mastery system, and cataclysms. The expansion-style content meant to come out every so often. It is not a small list. Bioware says that when they have information on when these things will come, they will release it. Anthem is currently available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, Bioware and EA got a lot of criticism for Anthem. Definitely, if you look at how it was rolled out for E3, um, like there was so much hype built around it you know destiny and destiny 2 went through some uh some struggles and it's probably still going through some struggles and stuff but now that bioware not bioware uh, now that bungie is not part of activision those struggles can be dealt on their own anthem you know kind of had this had this bumpy ride that it was excitement and then the beta came out the closed beta and it seemed to work fine for some people. And then when the open beta came out, the first one, there was just problems abroad um, on all platforms. And then uh, they took it, they took it down. And then when they brought it up again for everybody to try, there was still issues and stuff. 
Um, and then the way that the game was being released brought more criticism and problems. Um, then when the f- official game came out and everybody had a chance to get in, everybody had a chance to run through the game, play it, talk about it, discuss it. Nothing could be held back. They could stream it and everything. It didn't live up to people's expectations. It 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 once again fell into the mode of what Destiny 2 felt in. And uh, regardless of how repetitive it is, regardless of how the story is, um, always being teamed up with three other people online and, you know, what you whatever people took about it, Anthem just wasn't ready yet. And I have mentioned, you know, with Jesse and Curry that Anthem, you know, I feel like should have been delayed um, after, after two trials of that game being you know maybe it was in the state that it was playable but i think ea and bioware should have came to uh agreements to be like you know what i'm sorry everybody but we have to delay this game we know we are close to launch and everything is ready to go but we have to delay it to get these fixed and i always said that i feel like anthem should have came out in may it should have came out and it should should have come out next month um they're you know they have nothing to compete against it because you had um crackdown 3 and you had metro exodus and regardless of what you guys viewed those two games and what you played uh if you picked them up or not or if you have game pass and play crackdown 3 there um anthem was like that leading game in february and it just led more people to disappointment and made it feel underwhelming not saying it was not a uh, it wasn't a bad game, but you know, you had the division two on the rise and, you know, regardless of how you took that game upon, you know, you had a, a Nintendo direct that everybody got to see and games coming from there, where Yoshi's craft world being like, uh, Nintendo's leading game in May, uh, Anthem just didn't hold the interest. It, you know, they, they were still having issues. People didn't like the backtracking, the way that the flow of the game didn't match up, um, you know, and they had an expensive, expressive world. Um, the shooting was great. The flying was great. Like, there are some great things about it, but it still didn't, you know, bring out that wow factor. And it felt like that, you know, once you did everything, whether you're going to do everything with all four characters or you did it with one character, People moved on from it, and the player base kind of dropped uh, from it. Um, and it's kind of sad that that happened, you know. Um, even like with you know Jesse and Corey having uh, Javelins for Hire and stuff, um, you know, leading up to the release of the game, it didn't hold the interest for people for a lot. You know, I've been in the game. I once I got Anthem, I played it every day, trying to make progress, put it in work. When days I was off, I was putting it in work in that game, enjoying it um, while playing Crackdown Three and getting that review together. Um, Anthem just didn't, you know, Anthem didn't stay with a lot of people. I, you know, I stayed with it and got through it. And so to hear that they're delaying this game to get it back to where they thought it would be 
when they released it. Um, it's exciting. Um, you know, we talk about delays happening, and delays are a good thing. Um, I I mentioned uh, uh, Damon X Machina, that demo coming up, that prototype build, and you know they delayed it. They didn't really give a a, a date for it, but they welcomed the feedback. Um, they they gave it of like a quarter, like summer two thousand nineteen, but that might even get pushed back to fix some things. And I think that was what EA kind of should have done. I really think if they was going to do this beta or this demo, they should have did it at E3 or they should have did it when Battlefield 5 was coming out of last year. Um, on, on how, and regardless on how you take that, I think they could have got some uh, feedback and really be able to work on those things, those technical aspects of Anthem. And I think that that kind of would have worked f- better for this game. Like I said, I think it's enjoyable. It might not be in the right state. Um, is it worth $60? I think so. I, I really think it is. It has some problems, but you could fully play the game, do all the side missions, do some free play, get gear, craft, um, do the flying, do the shooting, understand the story, um, be really challenged, do whatever difficulties you want to play with your friends and actually get an ending, like, and see it and stuff. Um, you still could do that. And I think it's worth the $60. Um, if people feel like they want to get it on the sale, go ahead. If you guys got, uh, EA origins and you're playing it on PC, play it there. Like, Whatever way that you can get your hands to play this, if you're interested, I really think it's $60. And, you know, we know there were stories about Bioware with Kotaku and EA and stuff like that. Um, I still believe in Bioware. I, I still believe that they are a company of great developers, that they still could put out some great content. What direction that they're going in, um, I think they're under... Um, they're under EA's pressure and they're under EA's um, direction to do um, something that doesn't reflect Bioware in a good way. Um, you know, I don't know if Bioware had this idea to create this game like that, but, you know, some people feel like Bioware isn't the same that they used to be. And, I think I, I give Bioware props that I'm like, they stepped out of their comfort and their regular design to really try something different, you know, to make this um, open world looter shooter kind of game. Like, this is their first one. They're trying something. You know, we know that they can make great moral choice games um, where you you select the side missions or the mission, you make your choices, um, you go out and you fight and you go through these battles and you level up these characters and you know, Bioware is good at that. Um, and you probably can't compare a lot of people try to compare the old Bioware to the new Bioware. And in a sense, you really can't, you know, there's people who started Bioware who have left and new people have came in and it's kind of a different company, a different developer. Um, but I still believe in Bioware. I think they still could put out great games. Uh, we'll see how Dragon Age 4 comes out. Um, I think the fear of us is that if EA closes Bioware, um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hard day for a lot of gamers. 
Um, because I think if Bioware wants to close, Bioware should close. I don't think they, I don't think EA should force them to close and then spread those developers to different teams and stuff. Um, because regardless of how you see dice in the battle, uh, battlefield games, um, dice should be closed because not all of them are hitting the way that they should hit. And yeah, Battlefield 5 sold 8 million, but EA was disappointed with that. And that game had problems. Half of the content is now, is now there, but I'm just like, DICE hasn't lived up to the standard. And I think it's EA, I think it's, you know, even with Apex Legend, um, people were happy that, you know, EA didn't have their hands on it. They didn't have to deal with the Frostbite engine. It was kind of shocking that, you know, Respawn took the Battle Royale genre and put a new spin on it. But then players have fell off from that and stuff. So, you know, Titanfall 3 got pushed back. Um, hopefully... They hopefully they continue the story from Titanfall 2 and they go from there because we spawn us great at shooters, uh, first person shooters and stuff. And I think Bioware still has that chance to make that game that they want. That if EA wants to support them, they can't, they have to let Bioware be Bioware, they have to make on make choices and focus on story, uh, gameplay and stuff like that. They, um, they they really gotta trust Bioware in a sense because I think EA does look at Bioware as a as a value developer and stuff. But if but when we know that they're when we know that Bioware is connected to EA and the problems people have with EA, it's not a good look for them. Um, so you know. If Bioware needs to take this time to fix Anthem and get get it together, um, do it. I think it's going to be a better title. Um, I'm probably going to pop the game in and do the update, see what it has to offer. Um, if I do replay the game again, um, I'm going to choose another character and see uh, how that goes about and stuff. And hopefully they do have some balance. Uh, they have some issues and they're worked out and things are balanced and stuff. Um and hopefully I can play with Corey and Jesse and, and any of you guys who want to play Anthem um, if you're up to it. I really want to kind of revisit and like see how the improvements have happened. So everybody, that is Arsenal news and we're going to go into our next, next section, which is our Arsenal exchange. So, Arsenal exchange. Um, I did have... A discussion ready for Jesse and for Corey, but um, because I gave those guys a break, I ended up changing um, the topic. Uh, and this one is going to be dealing with average. When a game gets reviewed as an average. Um, and I had a discussion uh, with Corey and with Jesse, uh, and I kind of put this out there on my Twitter page. Um, that you guys can follow that at the lyrical one. I mean, at that retro code, <laughs> the lyrical one is my Xbox Live uh, avatar. That you guys could should join me there. Um, be, become friends with me. Um, I put out that you know everybody viewed Crackdown Three as average, and now that day is gone is getting 
kind of average views um, and opinions, uh, we can still enjoy games that are average. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know, days by review standards, Days Gone is Sony's Crackdown 3. And that shouldn't hinder you on not giving that game a try. Uh, it's been studios. It's a new IP. Um, even though this is this is Sony and stuff, uh, it, it's something that if you guys own the PlayStation Four, I think you should give it a try. If you're uh, if you're willing to, you know, give them your sixty dollars and play something new and fresh, um, this uh, this uh, first person uh, person title, um, not first person, first party. I'm sorry, everybody. This first party title, um, just the way that I talked about Crackdown Three. I did a review, gave it four out of five. Your coins. You guys can read it on NGRRadio.com. I really enjoyed that game. Um, and my guy Joby, um, uh, shout out to him from he's from the Skyrocast uh, podcast that you guys should also check out. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Um, we played Crackdown Three. And we talked and we had a blast. We had different opinions about different things. Uh, we did laugh at some stuff, but we really had fun. It's, it was really entertaining. We were helping each other. We were doing these missions, getting things d- done and stuff. And what what people saw as this is just crackful down one, uh, but some improvements and stuff. We were fine with this game being average. Yes, we knew it wasn't going to knock it out the park, even after the multiple delays and stuff. But the game ended up looking better. It started, it played very well. Like, it's a finished game. Uh, it bring, brought some laughter. You you could pop it in and ha- spend a weekend or, or, some, or a week with friends or even by yourself and get through the game and accept it for what it is. You know, sometimes we take average ass um, it's not perfect. It's not the best game. So don't waste your time or money on something that's lower. You know what? Sometimes the biggest and best games that people, you know, really hype and stuff, isn't really all of that. Say what you will about Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, uh, I feel like it's an average game. It's enjoyable. I think people who are who love Rockstar games and stuff should give it a play. I I mentioned it in my review for that. Um, that you know it has its problems. There's different viewpoints on it, but when it comes to like the game being average, you if you're willing to give something a try, give it a try. You know, you you sometimes you people spend their money on useless stuff um things that they don't get no benefit or they don't get no enjoyment or anything but at least like when it comes to video games you can buy something that's kind of average and get some use out of it get some enjoyment see the ideas that a developer was doing and those games can contribute to conversations that you have with other communities around the world um, here online or in person and stuff, you know, your, your opinion can help somebody avoid a purchase or, you know, bring another copy of that game to that developer and to that publisher. You, you, your voice of a game is influential. 
Um, it's, but sometimes it takes your own personal money or maybe a birthday gift to really see what that game has to offer. And, you know, there are going to be some games that are, that have a lot of questionable content to it. But if given the time, the resources and ideas to flesh that out and it really work and stuff don't feel slapdash, it, even if it becomes average, it might really provide something. Uh, of enjoyment. I don't think Crackdown crack 3 I don't think Crackdown 3 is an average game I really enjoyed it I think it's very polished and everything um, I even think Quantum Break is a very well polished game I don't think it's average or anything it may have some things that people don't like uh, but you know with Remedy bringing out Control um, it's probably going to bring out those same vibes and that same feel that um quantum break did um and i think that with a lot of stuff that microsoft have been releasing on their platform um has been really good has been very enjoyable gears of war 4 has been exciting um which whatever you say about state of decay 2 um that's been really good with the shooting and everything and like stick it to it uh see a these kind of didn't start on the uh up and up um, it kind of felt average, but throughout time, it got a lot of improvements and everything. So sometimes when you do have an average game, uh, it, 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 it can enhance the experience of, that you have in your library. It really can change some things, but it's going to be up to you on how you take them, take it and stuff. I don't think it's, I don't think that average games are a waste of time. Um, you know, we, we talk about B tier games or C tier games or stuff that just could fill in the void before the next high profile game comes out. But it, when you play something average, something that is just okay or something that's really good that a lot of people might not give their attention to, there's still something to be found there. And regardless on what platform that you're playing on, PC, Switch, 3DS, Vita, PlayStation 3, 4, N64, GameCube, Sega Master System, whatever that you play, even arcades and stuff, they're going to be an average title that maybe you in the community loves and enjoys. Sometimes average titles become very niche. Uh, it, it fits one kind of, kind of community, one kind of person. Um, but there's still something about it that you thoroughly enjoy. And, you know, average games might not be for somebody at that time. But later on, that person might be like, you know what? I want to, maybe I should check it out and see what they have to offer. You know, it, there's a lot of things that, you know, that is on a Microsoft that people feel like from certain group not groups or communities from certain viewpoints and opinions that microsoft don't have that exclusive first party game that's gonna wow you a lot of their stuff is just they didn't put enough out of it out or it didn't hold their interest or some of them are average and it's just like microsoft has microsoft and their first party studios have been working hard to put out great games and Regardless of what you see in reviews, regardless of what you, uh, if you're going to get it or not, they have been putting out quality work. They have, they have delayed game and put extra time, love and care into it so that when it does come out, it is something that the gamer is going to enjoy and stuff. 
and you know they're not worried about sales or anything they're worried about that you know that it that game won't get a chance to be played like you'll like it'll get skipped not because of of review it's because there is a thought that you know it's because it's on the xbox xbox platform that it's not good enough it doesn't match it up to other platforms that you may be fans of and not and it's not to be biased or anything i think each platform has some average games that are still enjoyable that people should give a chance and, and still love um when it comes to microsoft and their first party titles people could say that you know it's not good enough but i'm just like give it a chance if you are a gamer podcaster um if streamer and influencer or it's something and you really have a passion for games and you have uh, a good enough budget to support all three platforms and average games you might think shouldn't fit your repertoire or anything i i think you should rethink that and give it a try i have a lot of games for xbox i have a games for playstation and switch i have a lot of games in my household that i thoroughly enjoy and sometimes it might not meet expectations sometimes it might just with me it might be like oh this feels cliche played by the uh you know paint by the numbers i might have an opinion about this but i'm willing to give it a chance um it might even be a game that's not part of the genre that i'm into that i normally play but if you know a good sale comes on it that i feel like is suitable for me i will go get that game and i will play it uh how i feel about it getting it used that depends on a good use sale is on but if it is if it's digitally cheaper on the platform that uh or if it's if it's cheaper on xbox and then a used copy i'll get it on there and get that game and play it and it may sit in the back <laughs> backlog depending on what i'm doing but i will give it a chance because i i feel like average games are still in, uh, still will provide enjoyment for you um how you go how you take it upon it is going to be your personal take it's going to be your opinion and stuff and you know I th- just be positive about it um and that's why i i give in uh after watching the reviews and stuff and you know people having their viewpoint of uh, zombie games and stuff and you know even seeing this at e3 and all the delays that Ben studio had for this game to see get these reviews and stuff and people having their opinion about it it's good to see that people are still willing to give it a chance you know um studios and games can't grow if people don't give it a chance you know sometimes they there's going to be some average stuff you know but if you're willing to give it a chance give it a chance i still say everybody if you got a mark if you got an xbox or you got windows 10 or whatever whatever game that you could play on that's from microsoft's first party titles play it play give give it a chance and stuff and go with it with an open mind go go with it with a passion that you're going to beat it that you're going to take something away from it there's going to be some flaws and stuff but you know maybe interact with other people who have played the game who might have a different opinion with you and have a have a discussion a conversation that's still going to result in it being positive that is still going to result of it being respectful and everything 
enjoy what you like i said enjoy what you enjoy um but everybody that is going to be the show i kind of want to think what you guys think about also about average gays on xbox switch any platform that you prefer even on pc um kind of want to know what you guys think if you did pick up days gone i want to know if you, if you guys enjoying it or if, you know or if you're having a hard time if you stepped away from it if it's just not your cup of tea your cup of kool-aid your your cake whatever your cup is or whatever you want to demon ass i really do want to know because i feel like we of course this is a show about xbox but sometimes there's going to be discussions that include nintendo switch and sony playstation that we that's going to affect xbox and its games and assist in its platforms you know i think each platform um takes something away from each other and you know it, it's a it learnable thing you know so but i do want to know what you guys think you can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook at arsenalx xbox podcast group you can follow us on twitter at arsenalx podcast follow us on instagram at arsenalx podcast you can find Corey at Corey and hd 713 you can find jesse at phantom maggot at ax uh you can check our youtube channel arsenalx xbox channel and also check out everybody all our other content on ngrradio.com like Nurse Gone Rogue, uh, Nurse Gone Platinum, Nintendo Power Block, uh, AX Plays, Pod and Play, Nindy Showcase, B-Size, and other content that we do. We have reviews and uh, personal blogs on our website at ngrradio.com. And hopefully everybody is enjoying the new, uh, uh, the new look, uh, the way, uh, you know, the Yoshi review that uh, Corey helped me write, um, you know, give it that glow up <laughs> you guys should check out there um you know check out our giveaways follow us on our respectable uh uh channels like share subscribe here on arsenal x if you guys care about um xbox stuff um and like really enjoy what we present to you guys because we not saying that we all work hard and stuff but we love what we do we love giving you guys uh great content we all have a passion for games and you know hopefully that what we provide to you guys is very positive and stuff we we look forward to your feedback we look forward to your questions not only here on arsenal x but just everywhere on ngrradio.com so everybody have a great week have a great weekend check out like i said nintendo power block uh nurse gone platinum nurse gone rogue and all our other content and stuff and we will see you next time on arsenal x as always we gotta throw up the x one more time yes even in audio form as we exit out everybody i'll see you next time on arsenal x podcast bye